G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as you'll know, there are significant things that are going on in the nation of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East, significant things that really deserve lots more attention than we're able to give them. But as we do on a Tuesday, the opportunity to check on breaking news headlines as they're coming from the nation of Israel in the Middle East. Ron Ross has been scouring those headlines overnight. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Uh, Ron, we've been doing a little coverage on what's happened with the Israeli elections of uh, recent days over this past week. Uh, general impression so far as how things look to you? <laughs> Confused. Uh, I think we sum up democracy with what's happening in Israel at the moment because apparently everyone's got an opinion and apparently they all differ. But the one thing that seems common to me at the moment is not Netanyahu seems to be political strategy, and I've been very wary of media reports because I see some of them as very biased, and uh, it's very likely that Israel will be heading towards another election as the jockeying continues and politicians play politics. Yes, the idea that it's so messy and difficult to form a functioning coalition, and that's what I've been hearing too, Ron, the idea that perhaps a fifth election is coming up sometime soon. Hey, let's yep. touch on headlines as they've been presenting themselves. Uh, let's go to the Suez Canal, uh, which is slowly back in business after the Ever Given was finally freed by tugboats and a high tide. Yes, yeah, salvage teams on Monday freed a colossal container ship stuck for nearly a week in the Suez Canal, ending a crisis that clogged one of the world's most vital waterways and halted billions of dollars a day in maritime commerce. Helped by high tide, a flotilla of tugboats wrenched the bow of the skyscraper-sized Ever Gibbon from the canal's sandy bank, where it had been firmly lodged since March 23. We pulled it off, said Peter Badowski, CEO of Boskulis, the salvage firm hired to extract the Ever Given. I'm excited to announce that our team of experts, working in close collaboration with the Suez Canal Authority, successfully refloated the Ever Given, thereby making free passage through the Suez Canal possible again. While the canal is now unblocked, it's unclear when traffic will return to normal. Analysts expect it could take at least another 10 days to clear the backlog on either end. Well, certainly billions of dollars in trade upset by that, and uh, there are potentially hundreds of millions of people who have been upset by that whole issue. Hey, let's move on. Iran and China have signed a 25-year strategic deal, and experts predict this is a huge blow for US influence in the region. Yeah, on Saturday, Iran and China signed a 25-year strategic cooperation agreement addressing economic issues amid crippling U.S. sanctions on Tehran, according to Iranian state media. The agreement, dubbed the Comprehensive Strategic Partnership, 
covers a variety of economic activity from oil and mining to promoting industrial activity in Iran, as well as transportation and agricultural collaboration. The New York Times reported China will invest $400 billion, that's U.S. dollars, in Iran in exchange for oil as part of the deal. The two countries will also step up military cooperation with joint training, research and intelligence. The deal signed on Saturday could undermine U.S. leverage over Iran ahead of expected negotiations, and it's expected to lessen American influence in the Middle East. Just on an aside here, Ron, the idea that there might be a strategic deal between Iran and China, how do you think people in Israel feel about their security, given that's the case? Well, they've always been uh, aware and uh, threatened by Iran, very deep concerns about Iran, and I think this makes Iran even stronger and that would probably create even more tension for the military leadership in Israel. Let's move on. Another headline where the Church of the Holy Sepulchre was opened in time for Palm Sunday services. Yeah, in scenes very different from last year. Jerusalem's Church of the Holy Sepulchre was open to the public on Palm Sunday, allowing Christians to attend the start of Holy Week on the site where many believe Jesus was crucified and resurrected. Last year was a terrible Easter without people. Closed doors. This year is much better. The door is open. We don't have a lot of people, but we do feel more hopeful than things will get better, said the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem, Pierre Battista Pisabala. He declared that he emerged from the church, flanked by clerics and worshippers, carrying palm fronds. The message of Easter is life and love. Despite all the signs of death, corona, pandemic, whatever we believe in, the power of love and life is expressed at Easter. Palm Sunday commemorates the day the Gospels say Jesus rode into Jerusalem and was hailed by the people only to be crucified five days later. And yes, as uh, Palm Sunday precedes Passover and precedes our Easter celebration, uh, interestingly, where Christians have given 6.2 million US dollars to Israel for Passover. Yeah, the 2020 documentary by Maya Sinstein, Till Kingdom Come, portrays the relationship between American evangelicals and Israeli Jews as a complicated entanglement of politics and faith. But A.L. Eckstein, President and CEO of the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, said the situation is very simple. The premise of Christian support for Israel is found in Genesis, she told the Jerusalem Post, citing Genesis 12.3, which explains that God will bless those who bless you. Eckstein's premise was put to the test this past year because for the first time since 1948, the Fellowship's Christian donors abroad were facing the same crisis as the Jews in the Holy Land. There I was, the first full year without my father, Rabbi Yekel Eckstein, the founder of the organization who passed away suddenly in 2019. And there was so much uncertainty, and so many more people were calling and asking for help. The Fellowship donors stepped up, she said. Not only did their donations not drop, but they actually doubled to meet the emergency pledge. This Passover, the Fellowship will provide 6.2 million US dollars in aid to Israel, food assistance, 
clothing and even matzah to 230,000 people, including the elderly, the needy families, children and soldiers. Well, I imagine there's a good news story that is emerging here, Ron, because signs that the Israeli vaccination program is perhaps being seen as some level of success because it is Passover coming up and Israel is celebrating its first normal holiday in a year. What's the story here? This is the first time I'm celebrating the holidays with my grandchildren in over a year, said Tammy Levy, who was visiting Elad for the week-long Passover festival. I started visiting my grandchildren in February. I hadn't seen them in 11 months. To be able to be together feels almost as big a miracle as God taking us out of Egypt. With the majority of the population vaccinated against the coronavirus and the lowest positivity test, 1.3% in nine months, Israelis will attend their Seder on Saturday night in a markedly different way than they did last year. Passover is one of the three biblically ordained pilgrimage festivals, along with Shavuot and Sukkot which commemorates the Israelites leaving bondage in Egypt for the Promised Land with a 40-year interlude spent wandering the desert in between. While large gatherings were banned last year during Purim, Passover 2020 was the first holiday under lockdown where Israelis felt the full impact of the pandemic's stay-at-home order. The pandemic spurred many Israelis to value Passover even more. For then the angel of death came again, and Israel once again survived. Passover celebrations continue this weekend until Sunday. Well, I'm sure there's lots of Aussies who would have loved to have been there and celebrated Passover at this time. But, of course, we're not able to get across the oceans. But uh, you never know for next year, Ron. Hey, thanks so much for scouring the headlines once again, bringing us an up-to-date breaking news report for what's happening in the nation of Israel and more broadly across the Middle East. And uh, thanks once again for joining us on 2020, Ron. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.